The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. The Word of God for All Saints Sunday is found in Exodus chapter 40. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of the meeting because the cloud had settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. In all the travels of the Israelites, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out. But if the cloud did not lift, they did not set out until the day it lifted. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and fire was in the cloud by night, in the sight of all the Israelites during all their travels. This is the word of the Lord. Will you pray with me? Spirit of God, through this word, strengthen our hearts and give strength and power to our weary arms that we would continue to see the glory, the city called glory. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray this. Amen. Over the years at Sir Foundation, we've seen some jolting endings to books of the Bible. Not too long ago, we saw the ending of the book of Zechariah. Remember that? We saw the what some unbelieving scholars called superfluous bells, and we heard people wonder, why, oh why, Zechariah, are you visiting the cookery aisle at Macy's and then with the pots and pans? And then Zechariah dropped the mic and he was out. That was the end of the book. Shocking in some ways. A couple of years ago, we also saw the end of the book of 1 John. Remember the end of the book of 1 John? You think that he's going to come with this, this, this encouragement, the peace and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, or amen, or something like that. But instead, he ends the book like, like he drops a hammer on it. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. St. John out. You know, it's surprising, shocking ending. And then maybe in one of the, the most biblical surprises of them all, most shocking ending of all, we look at the Gospel of Mark. And, and we see it all through Mark's eyes. We see Jesus Christ, the Son of God, crucified for sin. We see the women going to prepare the body with spices and myrrh on the day of resurrection. And the angels appear to them and they're trembling with fear. And then the book ends. No, we never get to see the risen Christ, not in Mark's book. We never get to see the women move from fear to faith. We never see any of that. It's just 
ends, we see in the Bible there's some shocking endings, some unresolved endings. But not here. Not here. Here, we end the book of Exodus, and with it, our sermon series on the book of Exodus. And it is, I gotta say, it is sweet. It, it, it's almost like when I read this ending, it's, it, it felt like sitting in a cabin upstate somewhere, and it's November and the rain's coming down, but inside you got like this cup of hot chocolate, and there's this raging fire. It's like that. It's, it's comforting. Or it's like getting to the end of a long week. It's Saturday, right? And you've, you've worked many hours but God has been good and you have the whole day in front of you. It's like that. I mean, Exodus is a sweet, it is a, it is a good ending. After everything that the people had been through, they construct what's called the tabernacle. And as soon as they finish constructing it, God moves in. And we see this cloud and the glory. We might describe the cloud that, that moves in in three ways. We would, we would first of all say that the, that the cloud is visible. See, you know, it wasn't as if they had to live by faith, at least in this moment. They could actually see with their own eyes the glory and the cloud that represented the very presence of God with them. The cloud was also constant. I mean, think about that. They could, they could look at that cloud whenever they wanted. If there was enemies coming, they could see the cloud. If they were hungry or thirsty, they could see the cloud. In fact, the cloud was so constant that the book of Exodus ends with these words that that they could look and see the fire that was in the cloud by night or the cloud by day in the sight of all the Israelites during all their travel. The cloud was visible and the cloud was constant, but the cloud was also, and the third thing that we want to say is that the cloud was guiding. The cloud was kind of like a stoplight in some ways. If the cloud lifted up, they knew exactly where to go and when to go. Green light. But if the cloud stayed on the ground, it was like a red light. They would just stay. Wouldn't that be nice in life if, if you knew exactly, okay, God, it's time for me to move on. Okay, God, it's time for me to stay. The cloud was visible. It was constant. It was guiding. What a great ending, right, to the book of Exodus. And we need this. We need to know the end. We need to be able to see the cloud and the glory today. Let me ask you something. Where are you in the book of Exodus? We've seen it all now, right? Where are you? Are you in chapter 1? Where you are, you are just calling out to God because God... I'm experiencing so much injustice. I'm the victim of others. God, hear me. Are you in Exodus chapter 1? Are you 
Are you maybe a little bit further down the line in the book of Exodus and you're experiencing the plague life, right? Where God calls out to, to repent of sin, to see that He is the one and true and only God. Is coronavirus plague dominating your world right now? Where are you in the book of Exodus? Do you feel maybe that you're a little bit later in the book of Exodus, like you're, you're just sort of wandering around the desert, in the desert, you know? Like, I, I don't know where I'm going, God. I feel a little bit lost, God. But I know that you've given me enough food and water for today. Do you feel like that? Where are you in the book of Exodus? Because no matter where you are, you've got to hear this ending. Because our story and the story of Exodus always ends in the same way. We get to the cloud and to the glory. I've been listening to, to a podcast by a, name, a man named John Meacham. Have you heard of him? He's a Pulitzer Prize winning author. He's also a historian. He tells a story about Martin Luther King Jr. About how discouraged he got at one point in his life. I want to just read a, a transcript of this podcast. Someone described Martin Luther King in this way. He had the heart of a 60-year-old man. You see, he died when he was 40. He had the heart of a 60-year-old man. The world had gotten the best of him. There's this story that Taylor Branch writes where he's organizing in a small town in Mississippi trying to desegregate a school where he watches these adults, these grown men with axe handles and tree branches assault children breaking a young boy's leg, yanking the ponytail of a young girl, and he retreats to bed. And he didn't want to get out. See, he'd been organizing for years. He had been fighting the fight of injustice for years, and he saw where it had landed him. And he got into bed and he refused to get out. I mean, person after person after person went to Martin Luther King Jr. The people want to hear from you. you got to come and preach to the people, but he wouldn't get out of bed until a woman named Joan Baez went to him and she sang him a song called Pilgrim's Progress. Sorry, Pilgrim's of Sorrow. It's, it's, it's a gospel song uh, in the African-American tradition where it laments the loneliness and, and the tiredness that we can often feel, but it also speaks of Jesus. It speaks of Jesus about how He hears prayer, but most importantly, it ends on this note that there really is a city called glory. And when Joan Baez sang to Martin Luther King Jr. of the city called glory, he got up again. And his heart was strengthened and he continued the fight because see, he knew where it ended. It all ended in the city called glory. Now, this is, this is a good ending. This is a, this is a comforting ending. And I, and I really hate to do this right now. I really hate to do this right now. But there's a problem with this ending too. It's almost like a splinter in your foot. Or it's like this, 
this dissonant chord and this beautiful uh, uh, song that just won't go away. See, because Exodus also ends by pointingly telling us this. This verse 35. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Now this is a change. Before, before Moses, you know, the glory almost sought him out. Remember the bush, see, and the glory of the Lord there. Before, it was never a problem for Moses to go to the glory. In fact, he was the only one that could go up Mount Sinai and enter into that raging fire that was the glory of God. But now things have changed. Something changed. Now Moses can't get to the city called glory. He cannot go into the tabernacle. See? And that's like a burr in the saddle. That's like, that's like a splinter in the foot when you're traveling around. God, how are we going to get to the glory if not even Moses can go in? You know, it almost reminds me a little bit, a little bit of a movie that I saw a long time ago. Have you ever seen Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones? And, and the, uh, the Raiders of the, the Lost Ark, see? The, <laughs> inside of the tabernacle was the Lost Ark. And I think people get this about the glory of God that sinners, sinners certainly cannot go in. Remember that part of the story where, where they opened up the ark and people just started melting away? I won't get too graphic. But Exodus is reminding us right here and right now that sinners don't get to go in at least by Moses' leadership. See, It's like this unresolved tension that, that the biblical writer just throws in there that we still need a better ending. And this is where I need to speak to you of Jesus. Because Jesus is the better Moses. I love, I love the, the book of Hebrews where, where he, the writer of the Hebrews actually picks up on this whole scene where Moses can't go into the tabernacle, but Jesus can and He did. It says this in the book of Hebrews. This is chapter 9. But when Christ came as a high priest of the good things that are now already there, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made by human man hands. That is to say, is not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but He entered the holy place once for all by His own blood. Thus obtaining, listen to this, eternal Redemption. That, brothers and sisters, is the perfect. That's the perfect ending. Exodus has a good ending, but it's sort of you know unresolved. Jesus, when he comes, he gives the perfect Exodus. 
There really is a city called glory, and we're going there by the perfect life and innocent death of Jesus. Earlier in the service, we read names. Many names. My guess is that most of them you didn't recognize, but, but some of them you did. Some of you have been long enough here long enough to remember Jim Price and Olga Tiedemann. They're there. They made it <laughs> by grace. And I want you to remember today on All Saints Day that there is, there is literally a cloud of witnesses and Jim and Olga and, and maybe mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or brother or sister, even a son or a daughter are there and they're saying, it's worth it. Don't give up now. Don't stop running now. Run the race with endurance because... It's worth it. And we are here now with Jesus enjoying joys that we simply cannot express that you wouldn't understand living in a sinful world. That is the perfect ending. Happy All Saints Day, everyone. Amen.